Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Wednesday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is June 1st. Andy, how are we doing? Brendan, we made it. It's June 1st. We're through Memorial Day. Uh, we are we're onward. I've got I made it all the way across the country, too. You know, this is good times. Lots first, to talk about. Tons first of, of the month, first of the month recording, which I know always warms your heart, scratches where you itch. Uh, it just puts you in a good mood right immediately. So hopefully the following episode will will just you know deliver because we have to make up for lost time. I gotta apologize. We didn't do a holiday episode, Memorial Day in the United States, a holiday, not not for everywhere uh, that our listeners reside, but in the United States, Monday was a holiday, and um, we were told the Live Golf player list was coming on Sunday. So we thought we'd record late Sunday. Then we were told it was coming. Well, here's the, here's the whole thing. We were told it was coming Friday at noon of Colonial Week. Then we were told, I mean, this is coming from the organization itself, from media, they're plugged in. I'll tell you what, it's tough. If this is a harbinger of things to come from an organization and operational perspective, I, I have some doubts. And I think we already had doubts about this. So Friday at noon is supposed to come out of colonial apparently players who are playing in that field and also have committed to live London weren't keen to that and started pushing back. So they're like, Oh, okay. Okay. No more, no more Friday. Noon. These aren't by the way, times and dates that are just rumored or appearing out of the ether. This is what live is telling people and just keep, you know, teasing. This is coming from them noon of Friday. No nope, players are gonna be mad. They don't want to have to answer questions, chicken shit. They don't want to have to answer questions while they're in the middle of Colonial, uh, so push it to Sunday after they can get out. Sunday, for whatever reason, maybe they're trying to bag a big name late. Maybe they were worried about you know it being too late in the day for European writers. It doesn't come out Sunday, so they were told it's coming Monday morning. So you know the European writers will have it, the European press will have it. Uh, you know you'll be past the blast radius of players being at Colonial, but of course you also have Memorial. You know they play golf every week on the PGA Tour, and so we're now we're at Memorial. It doesn't come Monday. These are the, they're telling us it's coming now. Tuesday, they tell people absolutely Tuesday AM the live list. Our London field will be published Tuesday morning. We're recording now at six thirty two p.m. Eastern as I speak. There is no live list, so it's just been a game of delay, 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 wait, now it's for sure coming this day at this time, and uh, we have nothing now after five days. So we apologize. We will never again put our show schedule in the hands of, uh, I don't know, the, the, yeah, the Chuckle Fuck Coalition that's operate, trying to get this thing off the ground, and we apologize for that. That's just the timeline. It sounds like we could maybe get it Tuesday night. I don't know, but Who knows? that's where I, we're my, at. My guess is that we're in this holding pattern because... They're about to release and, and they're waiting for, you know, maybe a late commitment from player. But then 
I guarantee they're pushing doing the same thing. We don't want to listen. We don't want to have to talk about this at Memorial. We don't have to have to do right. that at Jack's place. Out of respect for Jack, who, you know, doubled down that he wasn't interested, but he wanted Did to it- listen. And he's getting. Meanwhile, Jack Nicholas, we got articles on the tour website about his legacy to modern golf, while he's getting sued by his own oh, I company. Saw that. And the, the council of Jack or something like that. Yeah, we've got a like, women's major. We've got just all kinds of things going on. We got NCAAs. This is just crazy period of golf. And I think this is kind of one of the ramifications of that schedule change. They made a few years ago to jam the players in. And now we just have all this stuff going on, <laughs> which I'm not complaining about It's content, but you know, it's impossible to actually cover all the subjects of what's going on concisely in a uh, in a in a podcast form, really. But well, we're gonna we're try. Supposed to have multiple podcasts. I got it. I I mean, I just have. I don't think guys know what they're signing up for, even as they sign up. I think there's all sorts of stipulations that they're getting, and this is an organization, and I use that term loosely. Live. That is like making things up on the fly and once you take the buddy you have to deal with those whims like all of a sudden now you gotta do this little dog and pony show and now you gotta do this dog and pony show and i kind of i honestly i follow this if they get desperate enough they might turn these guys into male jiggalos by the end of it (laughs) and i follow this closely this sport this news this this adds my job Andy, do you know like what the actual Live London event entails? Like, do you know what it's about? What the format is? Like, are there teams? Because like guys sign on for Live London. Well, they lost doesn't their mean they... draft. They lost their draft location, didn't they? Yes, I don't think anybody knows exactly what's happening. Because if you sign for Live London, you don't have to sign for Live Portland. Portland. So, like, are you a team for a day? A team for an event? What's the format? I, I think that they're, they're very thin on details as we are nine days out still with no names committed, but rumors Here's, are lots of pushes for big names, lots of money being tried to pile into the you know, bank accounts at the end. Here's the thing is if you, if you, if they made it really deconstructed, it would actually be kind of awesome, but they're, they aren't going to do that because they're going to make it too much of a, you know, dog and pony show. I mean, how cool would it be if they were like, all right, Pick up basketball rules. We're on the playground. Here are the captains. Pick your teams. And that's how it's set. And then all of a sudden, there's all this beef about who got snubbed, you know, and that's how they they just set it on the first tee. They pick the teams and they go. That would kind of be a cool format every week. That's not a Yes, you're sure. But as like a business, <coughs> I think they're, and this continues to, look, I, I, I they are going to do be, that though. They don't seem to be super, um, I don't know, competent and uh, at organizing this, but I can sympathize with them. It has to be like herding cats because every agent, you, again, these are independent things. You got to get everybody on the same page at the same time. And it sounds like it's just a mad scramble. And I'm sure they, they do one thing and it bothers somebody else that is in, in the mix <laughs> for 50 million or whatever. And, and then they're like, well, we can't do that because it'll piss off this guy. And then in turn, they piss the other guy off. And, you know, they're trying to appease maybe, you know, the most pampered athletes in all of professional sports. You know, the right. guys, as uh, as Patrick Cantley said, the pampered fucks have got to be hard to 
yeah. to get to get all organized and on the same page and row in the same direction. But you know, I've heard I heard a rumor of a very very big name going. Um, yeah. And who knows? We'll see whenever this list comes out. We might get this list on Sunday night. Next Sunday night after yeah. Jack's after the party's over at Jack's place and they're on their way to London. I and, yeah. And then maybe there'll be a new stump that Jack's on his way to London too. Who knows? Jack took the meeting as a courtesy. He claims <laughs> just a courtesy because he's also building a course there. Um, is he actually that, building a course there, or is his company building a course that he's being sued by? That's 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 yeah. That's a that's a web that that I'm not sure can be uh, untangled here in the, in this episode. But anyways, that that's where we're at with the state of live. We apologize for the schedule delays, uh, schedule disruptions. Uh, it won't happen again. I don't know. Maybe we'll get a list. Maybe we won't. It might uh, happen again. Who knows? Why are you, why are you making ultimatums like that? That's not, that's not with our scheduling style of our, our show. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. <laughs> we're bound to disappoint again. That's fair. I, I, yeah. I wonder who's holding it up. What's happening. Maybe maybe it's the shark stuck at sea again. Maybe his captain quit on him again and he's in the boat. And, you know. Again, they could release it next Monday. The problem, like, we're, we're all going off what they're telling people. It's not like we need it now. It's like they say it's coming and then it's, it's all, all of a sudden not. They're Wait, going with no. the, the smart strategy. I can appreciate the strategy of over-promising and under-delivering. <laughs> Well, they're certainly sending it's a, the. It's a the, bold play. The press corps into a tizzy is very frustrated that their entire weekend's Memorial Day, which I'm sure is a constituency that a lot of people care about and, and Saudi, Saudis care about too. I mean, they're big into the. You know, I think there's sure a the subset of, of the American population that'd be excited to hear that media is being, you know, run around, run around, uh, you know, the rigmarole. <laughs> Run around the rigmarole all holiday weekend. Um, all right. So that's our live section, unless we get the list, I guess, uh, some point during this recording. Do we have anything we want to clean up from last week? Colonial. Yeah, we, we had got Sam Birds. Right? Sure. Colonial. Sam Birds beats Scotty Scheffler. Stephen Alker wins the senior PGA at Harbor wow. Shores. Yun Hee Ji won the match play. The death time march at- time, it's time to put Alker up on the list of all time greats. The the uh, march in the desert, that sort of five day death march. Yun Hee Ji wins the the Bank of Hope uh, match play. I would say anybody that's looking to bet on the U.S. Women's Open, don't don't bet her. That's just my advice. Five days and ninety eight degrees at Shadow Creek, and yeah. Um, So she won that. We had the women. I don't think we did the team. Stanford, maybe we did. And then Gordon Sargent wins the individual men's. Uh, I, there were other results. Who won? Oh, Victor Perez. Victor Perez wins on the uh, Beach Ratty Ambassador, like ourselves. I don't know if we're ambassadors. We're just yokel idiots. But uh, I don't know Victor what Perez you call us. You know, won the uh, what was that event? The Sudal Open. What am I thinking of? Um, I forget what the event was. Dutch Open. Dutch Open on the uh, European tour. Victor Perez. Uh, so those were our results. Anything from Colonial you wanted to get off? Uh, Burns Scheffler felt appropriate to very, I don't know, players of the year, player, you know, players of the moment. How about that putt by Burns? But you know, about at, at the end of the day, this is kind of Scheffler not closing it out. It's hard to be critical of a guy, but I was thinking, you know, when 
after Saturday. Saturday was a really good round he played. That was really a good golf round. And he opens up this two-shot lead, and you're thinking, okay, he's just going to rock the rock the field to sleep here. And we got win number five. And then all of a sudden, I, I you know, I got let down by Scheffler, I feel like, because I started thinking about, okay, he's now got five wins on the year. And it starts to put him in some pretty crazy company. Um, and, and and then now it's about Burns, who, you know, on the season, three wins, you know, two wins on the year, which is uh, which is pretty good. And and obviously, you know, with this this whole thing, I think the I think my big takeaway is like here we have another guy um, who's dominating the PGA Tour, Sam Burns. Uh, in the top 10 in the world who hasn't done anything at a major championship. And obviously he hasn't had a lot of reps in it, but it's just, hmm. to me, it's just kind of crazy how this like world's developing where we have guys like Hovland Burns. Um, you go down the list of like, you, you know, you, you got these guys that haven't really contended at majors who are in the top 10 of the world and first page favorites anytime at a tour event. But then you go to a major and they're like, ah, he might be a top 15 pick, you know? So I guess that speaks to, I, it's just, I, I'm not, this is not an indictment on those guys. Yeah. It's just a matter of like, Cantlay, Hovland, Burns really haven't done anything in majors and they haven't had a ton of chances, but what does it say about golf? that they're just mopping up on the PGA tour and haven't done like one of them would run into a good finish in a major, right? Is there a way to prep better prep for major championship golf as an amateur or as an elite sort of young player that once you're pro, I don't know. Uh, an opposite. Uh, is there one way to do it better than the other? I just, uh, maybe I'm not sure. Like you would think Victor Hovland would be really prepared. I, I'm not sure what it is to me. Like, and obviously there are young guys that have come out, hit the gates running. Like, like, uh, I mean, Shuffler, you could say Shuffler is that. Yeah. He had a lot of top finishes before masters. So you've got like this mix and it could be just, you know, chance. It could be just a statistical anomalies, right? That's the one thing it could be. The other thing it presents is like, is it really tangibly different skills to play on the PGA tour than it is to play in majors? And is that what we're seeing? Hmm. Could be. I mean, I think that, I I think that's, that's pretty clearly the case that you can succeed on the PGA tour greatly without ever really doing much in a major. And that's not, we're not saying these players are examples of that, but I think that is the case. It's just, a lot of times the guys who do succeed in majors for sure are also going to succeed in, in PGA tour golf as well. It, it goes a couple different ways there. Interesting. Are you calling out Sam Burns here? No, I'm not. I'm a huge Sam Burns fan. I, I, you know, it's uh, uh this is not a, a Sam Burns take at all. This is just more of a greater golf question, you yeah. know, of, yep. you know, we get these guys and they win a ton and, and Sam Burns has won four times in the last uh, two years. And, right. and you start to say, okay, like, you know, what's he going to do in, in a major? And, and, and that's the thing is that that's where we're at. And, uh, and Scheffler obviously has done it, but you know, it, it just seems to be creeping up sooner and sooner with these players because of the, 
how much success they're having at a young age on the PGA Tour, right? Yep. Yep. It's an interesting question. I will say Colonial remains one of my favorite non- I don't know, major elevated status WGC events. And is it, it because less... of the car? It's always because of the car. <laughs> the Firebird, was it a Thunderbird? Firebird? I can't keep my muscle cars. How about, whatever the... how about winning a branded car? Oh, because it says Schwab all over the All side over it. It. It, said, it had it on the seats, too. Well, it was Thirst Bucket of the Week. Chuck Schwab challenge people to all these prizes for the engagement. Um, do, you, do you have a thirst bucket of the week this week or catnip call of the week this not week? Not yet. Not yet. Need, milkshakes is time. always a good one. Well, I have already seen the Yeah, I've already seen the posts about the milkshakes. What flavor would you choose? That, that could, maybe that's catnip call. Is, is Live Golf the, the thirst bucket of the week? I mean, uh, no, no. They're the the tease of the week, the frustration, frustrating tease of the week, just pissing everybody off with these constant bait and switch times and, and building the anticipation. Anyways, um, all right, so that's it. That wraps. I no, Colonial is one of my favorite events just because I think like it's emblematic of the old tour, where you know it, it's a town that gets behind the entire event. I know like the field field is strong this year, but the field isn't great. The course has sort of need some work, but uh, I, I always, Colonial will always be one of my favorite events. It has real history. One other thing, obviously this is not at all a critique. Justin Thomas missed the cut and you know, he won major of the week before. After you talked about it. You pumped yeah. him up. His consistency. So, I think it was 21 off the top. It was something in the low twenties uh, of consecutive misc- made cuts. And uh, it's just a, it's just a made. reminder of, of Tiger Woods. Sure. 142. <laughs> like just sure. unbelievable didn't matter didn't matter if he won a major the last the week before he come out make the cut um i think you know that that's a record we probably will never see fall so right no and and uh you know no discredit to jt for missing right i mean i understand it I, but it is indicative of a difference right i mean he, and, and i think like i don't think we need to give him flowers just for showing up Right. Uh, and not bailing after winning a major. But if you're going to show up, then you also got to, you know, I mean, Tiger would have made the cut is basically what you're saying. And Tiger, but Tiger is a once in a lifetime deal. So um, I, I don't really have any kind of critique for JT for an MC, but it had been a long time since he missed one. Anything else from last week that you want to call out? Steven Alker, you're not, we're, I mean, this is the death of Champions Tour golf. I wrote about it. I just, Nothing against Stephen Alker either, but um, fewer and fewer players who are winning Champions Tour majors actually ever won majors on the big down in the big leagues. It's just becoming or, more of a rarity. You know, in Alker's case, rarely played in majors. Right? Yes, that that's true as well. So this under- it would have been a good content thing, you know, to get Alker ahead of time, being like, you know, how's it? How is it? as a second go around, uh, you know, cause he was he a rookie last year. I, I'm not sure if he was a rookie. I depend. Cause I mean, he like basically Monday qualified himself yeah. into status. Maybe <laughs> so, he got rookie status last year. So they could have done a nice piece of content around like, what's the second year of major championships like, you know, as like yeah. something you would, you would do as with the 23 year old superstar, 
and on the PGA tour talking about going around the major circuit a second time. Elker could have been going around the major championship circuit a second time. You, you, you interview Ernie Ells or Jim Furyk, you'd be like, what? This is a major compared to the, you know, major championships of golf. But Elker, you could get that real fresh, fresh, uh, you know, kid, I'm kid not- in a ball game type perspective. <laughs> I'm not sure he even played the majors last year. He might have his rise may have come after the major season that ended. So, uh, congrats to him nonetheless. You know, the win of the big stand mixer and another million dollars or whatever it was in his post, you know, retirement career. You know, over the over the hill portion of his career. So, would you um, if a year ago? Would you be surprised more by um, Phil being effectively excommunicated? from golf or Steven Alker being a, a fixture of this podcast. Phil still being excommunicated, but maybe not for long. <laughs> he may have a landing spot somewhere across the overseas here in nine a, days. If we ever landing, get a list, a landing spot with copious requirements, conditions for the tournament. Could be Could Phil has to. Yeah. Phil might need to do his little, you know, dance moves from the Mizzen and Main commercials to wow the crowd. I don't know what he's signing himself up for. Lot, lots of, you know, lots of maybe, you know, bells and whistles that come with taking the money. But we'll see. Uh, also, you have anything on the NCAA, Gordon Sargent? A lot, a lot of tweets about ball speed. A lot of guys hitting 191, 185. What was that, 18 hole? Or maybe if it wasn't the playoff hole, it was 18. You know, 358, 390, whatever it was. Chris Goddard up the Burley boy was the short hitter in that individual uh, portion. Uh, but congrats to the freshman, whatever he is, 18, hitting 185 mile an hour ball speed. Doesn't I'm, seem like, go ahead. I, I'm bummed to see the Burley boys go. Yeah. This is, uh, they've already been bounced as of this recording, quarterfinals. Lost sad. to uh, ASU, I think. It's uh, it's it's really sad to see see the Burley boys go have their season end early here, but uh, but yeah, I mean, this is what's ha- going to happen. This, <laughs> the tour's not getting shorter, and right. the reality is the future of golf is going to be centered around guys that hit it like Cameron Champ or longer, and right. that's what we're going to see. And I guess like. I don't really know where it's going to go from here, but it's just going to be driver wedges everywhere. I mean, it was driver like gap wedge on a 520 yard par four. Five, yesterday. Yeah. It's yeah. just, it's wild. Like, I don't know what you, you need to do. And, and all the people that have been denying it and saying that, it, that camera champ was a one-off or, you know, they're completely delusional and, and don't understand how society and trends work. Like once one person does something, th- then thousands of people are going to do it. And that's what you see at the college golf. I'd be super interested. Like I would have loved to know what the, what like the median ball speed or the average ball speed of the kids playing in the, in the national championship was, I'm guessing it would have been, you know, quite a few ticks higher than the average ball speed on the PGA tour. And effectively that's what's coming to the PGA tour. So it's just, uh, or live, who knows PGA tour or live or the combination of both. Sure. All right. Should we do an ad read for our friends at Gooder? Oh yeah. It's pool season. I was at the pool 
ample hours over the Memorial Day weekend. Uh, I would I did say a big road trip. I was I was rocking gooders the whole way. I I never used to pay attention. Everybody wears gooders. I mean, if you, if you don't, you're left. You're being left out in the cold here, and you need to go to gooder. Mind your fouls. G o o d r. Mind your fouls. Dot com. Use the promo code SGS to get fifteen percent off your uh, twenty five dollar pair of sunglasses. Active sunglasses for anyone. $25 active sunglasses for anyone. They they got all manner of makes of styles. You can they've got burly boy head sizes. You know, if you got a big ass head, my wife was making fun of me, said, Yeah, but you got a big head. Cause she has two pairs of gooders. And I'm I'm trying to get another pair. It's just your head's too big. Like, well, I'll tell you what, they make pair for big heads. Uh, so you can mix and match, you can find what style fits, what size fits. Um, and I don't know, it's just a perfect sunglass for summer, traveling, pool, beach. There's $25. They do the job as well as any other sunglass out there that might be 10x t- the cost. Um, and everybody's wearing them. Uh, they've been a big sponsor for a uh, big supporter of the podcast. They will be all year. Um, and again, the promo code is SGS. You get 15% off. And if you buy two pairs, which gets you to $50. You will get uh, free shipping, so not not a lot of commitment there monetarily to get get some high quality sunglasses and free shipping. Use the promo code SGS at Gooder.com. All right. Hey, can I ask you a question? Yeah, it's your podcast. We can we can ask each other whatever we want. Do you think Coke Cracks going to the Saudis with the removal of the logo? Um. Yeah. You're no. I, I want. Do. I want to know if you know that you got the Northeast Ohio pulse scoop. I, I don't. It seems like he's been a hard one to read. I think No Line Up had a tweet about like it might be back on the bag. I think they were down there. Like it's now back on the bag, but he might not be committed to live London first, but coming. I, I don't know. I think Kokrak's, I don't know, hard to pin down on this one, but I wouldn't be surprised if he is a part of this sort of uh, upstart league. I don't I don't know what to call it. Another, I guess it's a league. Another comment. College golf is out of control. What the, the coaches? Speed? The coaches need a full oh. intervention. Oh, we got we got a lot of messages about the coaches in the bunkers. Yes, just playing what? around in the sand. This is the thing. <laughs> if you watch the best players of the world play a major championship, they don't have people coming down into the sand with them. What? <laughs> like, let these kids play golf. Um, I think coaches—they have they're great. They're they're fosterers of men. You know, they they take these kids and they build you know character and all this. They're absolutely awful for the product of golf on television, though. I mean. Yeah, I, I just wonder, like, are, are they basically telling them every single thing to do, holding their hand all the way through, how to play, where to play, what to do? I, I And I get maybe some players might need that, while others probably shouldn't do that. Well, and, that's, and make their, I don't did know. you notice it's, it's, how, how far, like, I imagine sometimes these guys psych these kids out. Like, just let sure. them play golf. Right. <laughs> 
the in the bunker and then like the pacing around all the greens where there's like two coach you know there's a coach and a player and it's just uh, it's just a lot and i know they don't have caddies and so there's an element of that but uh the in the bunker we got they do more than caddies i know they do they certainly take more time than caddies do but so that might maybe getting the redux of the the pepperdine coach out there Pepperdine show with the Pepperdine coach against uh, what Vanderbilt and uh, Vanderbilt or Texas. It's the other one. As we, as we record, this is, those are the semis going on. I mean, they have everything they wanted. The top eight teams in the country made the, the match play portion of the championship. So um, that means Greyhawks a great course. True. True. Uh, should right, host, get... They should host the U.S. Open at Greyhawk, based off that theory. What's uh? Let's get to our schedule for the week. We've already talked about the NCAA men. That will be on Wednesday night, the finals, uh, live from Greyhawk on Golf Channel. It will be one of those four teams we just mentioned. Uh, on the PGA Tour, let's just quickly get through the Memorial Tournament presented by Workday, I believe it now is, no, no longer nationwide. That is at Muirfield Village Golf Club. In uh, Columbus, Ohio, or wherever they, it is now, Dublin, Muirfield Village, I guess is the name of the city. I'm not familiar with Central Ohio that much. Um, a big what's elevated with, status. What's up with Dublin, Ohio? What about it? Why is everything there named after something in the UK? Wouldn't it be in Ireland, not the UK? Well, Ireland's kind of UK, right? Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> well, like, Mind yourself there. You just sort of inflamed the thousand years geopolitical. I didn't mean that. I'm saying like, why is the golf course named after a golf course in Scotland? And why is the town named after a town in Ireland? Can't they come up with their own names? Well, Ohio has like thousands of these towns named after European cities. Medina, okay, that's what Versailles. I was looking. That's what I was looking for. This is exactly Athens. what I was looking for. Okay, all right, they're all over the place. Canton. What was Cleveland say that. named after? I I don't know. Grover Cleveland. Uh, Moses Cleveland. I forget. What about Whoever Toledo? The guy was. Uh, Toledo, Spain. I think it's probably named. There's all these cities that are all these European towns, many with good <laughs> high school football teams that I followed growing up or or would encounter in state tournaments, but. Um, yeah, I wonder so that's if there's Dublin. any other cities that, you know, the city's named after and then the golf course is named after something else. Another, you know, famous sure. golf course. Well, I mean, he named it that, right? Because Merrifield was his favorite course. And so he built the whole basically village in the course from scratch. Anyways, uh, that was before he talked to the Saudis. <laughs> that was before. Uh, I don't know if this is a proper term, but is it a or the the appropriate term? A proper PGA Tour test of golf. You have to actually hit the ball. I'm sure there are many quibbles and qualms with Muirfield Village or some, but for week to week PGA Tour events, it's pretty good. You got to hit your ball. You got to golf it from tee to green. We know approach play matters more than ever uh, this week. And, and, you know, it's the one instance where someone else can kind of put their thumb on the scale outside of the PGA Tour setup services. And that being Jack, he can get a little sadistic. So there's some balance there. There's like a there's a check and balance on setup where you get between pure dartboard and Jack just having, you know, unmitigated, you know, punish, you know, 
torture chamber. Kind Does of that thing, mean so. we should, uh, you know, say Patrick Catley is more than a house cat, more than a kitten? No, sorry. Elevated status still is what it is. It's not a major. Um, but it does matter. And the, the champions sort of are illustrative of that, as you've noted. A, a good event, I'd say, I don't know. I, I, I don't know that it's spot on the schedule anymore is really a great one. Well, um, I think it is, it's not even the biggest event of the week. The Women's Open is the biggest well, event of the true. week. Well, that's true. You know, but you the got Women's the biggest... Open is moving later next year. So I don't know if that's Jack's doing or just USGA based on venues. But I, I would say this event was really heightened when there was basically nothing between the Masters and the US Open. We were, that was that giant wasteland from like April 10th to you know June 15th. This was a big deal. Uh, this is not to say it's less of a deal now, but it just uh, it's it gets a little lost in a very crowded shuffle. So um, does for me personally. Like, Who are you taking? Uh, I'm going to take Shane Lowry, the fat lad in the glasses, um, as Pete Collin once called him. Uh, playing his ass off, obviously a very good approach player. Uh, Paulie's picks tabbed him, highlighted him on the Friedegg.com. Um, wow, so I can blame Polly if it goes bad. <laughs> I'll go with Shane Lowry as my one and done pick. Who's yours? Well, I uh, with, with with what I got left, I'm going to take the kitten himself, uh, Patrick Cantlay. He won the event twice. Obviously, it's a golf course that fits his eye. So I, I'm going to take Cantlay. I'd say the one thing with this is uh, it's probably a good spot to take Rom or you know, because a lot of people have already taken them if you're behind too, you know, and, and, and being a, a gambling pod here, you know, yeah. I feel like yeah. I got to dispense some wisdom. Like, you know, this is a spot where you could take them and uh, not a lot of people, anybody that still has them is probably saving them for a major like the U.S. Open. So yeah. you take them here and zig a little bit when everybody else is zagging. But uh, yeah. gambling tips here. I wonder yeah. if Cantley gets the milkshake and a little saucer that KVV. His little his Buckeye milkshakes. His little kitten he saucer. He paws at him and then brings him to his mouth. All right, we've done enough of that. I heard, I heard kitten. I put milkshake together and that's where we ended up. Um, all right, so that's Memorial. The event of the week, which you mentioned, the U.S. Women's Open. This is at Pine Needles in North Carolina, the you know Sand Hills region of North Carolina. Uh, this is, I believe, the fourth time that the Women's Open has been at Pine Needles. Past winners are a uh, illustrious, decorated bunch in Annika. Uh, Christy Kerr and Kari Webb, I think, won the three previous Women's Opens at Pine Needles. Annika's in the field. I believe she's the oldest player in the field at 51. Uh, I have Off the no, celebrity circuit. I have no issue with that. Annika can play. She's accomplished whatever she wants. She can play whatever she wants to play. My issue is when she dips her toe and now all of a sudden she's just the celebrity amateur on LPGA events. So I have no issue with her getting an exemption or playing in this event. She's absolutely earned that right. The other, it's going the other way is where I have trouble. With. So she's in the field. I thought this was an interesting breakdown I saw from the U, uh, USGA, I think it was. There are... 22 there are almost as many players age 14 to 19 as there are 30 to 39 right so in that and this has always been sort of a lot of the qualifiers too lpga sure sure 
But just like that 30, your 30s is just not championship golf prime on the LPGA and women's golf. It's just not, it's not to say you can't win or be competitive, but, um, you know, the, your twenties are obviously makes up the largest majority of the field, but to have almost as many players in their teens as there are in their thirties is, is kind of indicative of, of the women's game, certainly at a championship level. Might be where the men's game's going. Not that young, but, but closer to that, that, you know, the, the time for your championship golf might be the twenties, you know, just like women's golf. But I think, I think that's also, it's not just, I think there's a lot of growth in women's golf as well. I think that, that the younger kids, just like men's golf in a way, are getting bigger or are faster and and better equipped and better better golfers really i think you know obviously the popularity of women's golf is is well documented it's it's become very popular and especially very popular in in youth uh you know girls golf so it's uh it's not just surprising to see so much talent at, at a young age this week should be really fun i think one of the things that uh I like, I really like pine needles. It's a really fun golf course to play. Uh, anybody could go play it, which is a huge credit. And, uh, I think a really strong watching point of any major championship is watching a tournament and be like, I could play there. Um, pine needles, is a wonderful golf course. Obviously it's hosted, uh, four times and it, you know, this is the fourth time and, and it's got a great list of winners. And I think it's, easy to understand why you know there's there's good topography in the in the land so you know you you're not rarely hitting you know stock shots it's not flat lies to you know flat greens it's it's undulating lies and hitting uphill or downhill to greens that have been restored by Kyle Franz and and really run off into different areas so you're going to see a really fun flavor of golf um there's enough width out there if, if they haven't been narrowed too much where you might see some of these more accurate players on the, on the LPGA tour taking on different angle, different sides of the fairway based off a day to get different angles into some of these shots. So pine needles is really fun. It's going to be aesthetically pleasing with the, you know, they have a beautiful native and, you know, these kind of artistic bunkers that will get people jacked up to watch. Good. I mean, event of the week. It's available. Uh, I don't. I haven't been doing the schedule, but you can stream this. Like it's on the cock. Basically, any any hours you want. Peacock between peacock <laughs> peacock one to three p.m. three to eight p.m. on USA Network. Oh, they're on USA Network, so we could get the. You know, you turn the TV off. You wake up to what the the bones supernatural. I don't know what the USA version is. That is suits something like I don't that. Know. Uh, I've, um, if they had the NBA playoffs, I'd be able to tell you exactly what it was. Right. But you know, so that's on. I've more never, or less. I haven't turned USA on since I was like a kid. Or during the NCAA tournament, does the NCAA tournament? No, they have TBS no. TNT. No. When when was the last time you watched USA? Nah, it's been a while. I think they're the ones with the Law and Order on, like you know, fifteen out of twenty four hours a day. <laughs> I thought maybe I'm wrong. Uh, so that's on U.S. Women's Open will be on USA. Then it's, you know, NBC. It's on a lot, a lot of coverage. Uh, Memorial's on all day, the usual channels, as you can expect. Um, while we're on the subject of doing the young stars and the age distribution and, and how it's more teenagers uh, are, are contending and more teenagers are qualifying, we're going to do our second Stars of the Sandhills segment on uh, 18-year-old 
Ataya Tidikul, who is fifth in the Rolex ranking, fifth in the world. It's kind of an amazing rise um, up the world rankings really fast. Obviously, a superstar talent at a young age. But uh, this is from a Zephyr Melton article on golf.com. She was 308th. I think this comes from this year, late March, early April. She was 308th in the world one year ago. Now she's fifth. She's fifth. She's won just That's once. Wild. But it hasn't been like with a ton of wins, too. She had, well, she won on the she Ladies was, European Tour, but she, she had was, one. Was ahead. she the one that was the contemporary to Patty Tavakit? Yes. I mean, it's those two. I mean, obviously, area. And Moria are the two like kind of idols for this younger generation. So, and Patty's obviously already got it done at a major. So she was 308th in the world one year ago. Um, as an amateur, she had two wins on the let, let as an amateur, but her professional uh, success was really just all limited to uh, Thailand. She she like cleaned up in all these sort of uh, pro events that that dropped in on Thailand. Uh, She won the Czech Ladies Open, finished outside the top 10 just once over her next 10 starts. This is leading into this this spring. Uh, She was basically always in contention for an entire year. Um, And then she won the Swiss Ladies Open. So in 14 weeks, she jumped over 100 spots up the world rankings uh, and then closed 2021 with four top 15 finishes. Uh, She won the Let season-long points race. Rookie of the year and player of the year. So doubled up rookie plus player of the year last year on the let. Then won at Carlsbad this year, whatever that's called, the JTBC something or other, I think is, is the name of it. Um, so she got into golf in Thailand. So when she was young, this is from a let.com article. When she was young, her health was not very good. So she would always get sick when the weather changed. So they wanted her to play a sport to help her health. I don't really know how that helps. Like when the weather changes, uh, it seems like being outside might impact your health negatively, but I wasn't going to ask questions. Uh, they, they basically told her, you got to play a sport to help your health. So they wanted to pick a sport that would be her career. So the options were golf and tennis. Her parents gave her, or I don't know, her con- you know advisors gave her. So she was six. She said tennis was going to be really tough and hard because you have to run all the time. Which is understandable. I appreciate that. We're going to stick with golf. And they talk, took me to learn with the professionals. I stuck with it. I found out it's not that easy. Tennis, you have to use your whole body. But golf, you have to use your body, your mind, and everything. With golf, it is a sport that you can't expect anything. Uh, so she'd already made a, a, a name for herself uh, in her home country. Uh, so she was invited to play the 2017 Let Thailand Championship just four months after her 14th birthday. So she made a name for herself as this teenage teenager, 13, 14-year-old. So she gets this invitation to the 2017 Let Thailand Championship, um, and she wins. She's the youngest player ever uh, to, to win, win a, a professional pro- event. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, so it's like 14 years, four months, I want to say. Um, and some amount of days. So, uh, she won her first LPGA title in just her 19th tour start. Uh, she was the youngest player to lift a trophy in the LPGA since Brooke Henderson in 2016, which is kind of just in line with the trajectory of her whole career. Um, she became, yeah, the youngest pro ever, uh, was that your let Thailand championship. She won four times on the let, um, 
And, and yeah, as an 18-year-old, she was Rookie of the Year and the Player of the Year on the let. Um, I thought this was interesting. She talked about being on the let. Um, she almost won an LPGA, like the Honda Thailand. I think she lost to, I think it might have been Area last year. Lost. And had she won that, she would have got immediate like battlefield into the LPGA. And it's kind of like a Kepka parallel. She goes, you know, I, I think just losing that was probably better for me overall. Uh, Cause if I'd won it, I wouldn't have been on the let anymore and got to experiencing all the different kinds of weather, the different kinds of golf courses. Uh, and just like the experience of being on the it's, ladies European tour, little Kepka similarity there of like going out and seeing a different kind of world and different kind of golf. I was going to compare her though to Elker, Stephen Elker, the champions oh, tour, great, because she, we haven't seen much of her, and this is her first go around in majors, first full year of go around in majors, like full schedule of of majors. So maybe there's a little Elker par- parallel too, a little hybrid right. of Elker and Kepka. <laughs> All right, so the point is her trajectory is like. You know, it's not Lydia Ko, but this is all in line that you wouldn't mind, you wouldn't be surprised if you saw her in contention. She nukes the ball. She's like just her statistical profiles impeccable off the tee, approach play, like top 30 in like every category. But you know, she's won at 14, rookie of the year on the let, already won on the LPGA in her first like 20 starts in, in her first real first quarter of as a, on the tour with her card. Uh had a top five, I want to say, in a major, her first major. Now it was the Evian, so you know points for that it detracted for it being the evian but this is a person who you could see when pine needles for sure uh rising all the way to fifth all right that does it oh one more okay can i throw you a different i almost went down the nasa Hadaoka. yeah stars of the sand uh, stand hills uh research you know her parents this is from an lpga.com article her parents named nasa Hadaoka after the united states space program NASA, with the hopes she would aspire to great heights, like a rocket ship. She's done that. I had no idea. She was named after the U.S. space program, NASA, NASA Hadaoka. They call that manifesting. They manifested (laughs) greatness out of her. Another big thing, Nellie's back. That's true. Yep. Nellie's back. She's talked to the press. Doesn't want to talk about, you know, a lot about her medical issue, but, you know, it sounds like it's been a battle this year. Over, My expectations over are under 20th. I, I mean, I don't want to ex- start putting expectations on her. She hasn't played. All right. Over under Bryson 20th this week. Well, I don't know. I mean, Bry- he's found the Lord. Bryson found the Lord. Uh, <laughs> healed his wrist. I don't know. He's, he's, I mean, good for him. He's got perspective. Um, Bryson does sound like a like a guy that was gone on like paternity leave, coming back to work. Sure, I, if you know if it's genuine, uh, then God bless him. More power to him. Do I doubt the genuineness? Somewhat. Uh, that's uh, but if it is, good for him. Uh, I'm glad. I hope he plays well. The golf will be better with him around for sure. Uh, but yeah, best of luck to Nelly. I, I think. I mean, do you think she's like in it? It's barely played. 
I was, you know, what was crazy is I looked at the Rolex rankings, the the women's rankings, and she she's still like two full points ahead of Lydia Ko for third. Third. She hasn't played yeah. in forever. It's, you know, last year, but her and Jin Young Ko was truly a sensational year for women's golf with those two being so dominant. Yeah. Um, it'd be great to see her at least. I think like kind of hope for something like tiger where she's in the mix at least through two days. Yeah, sure. Sure. Not Obviously worthy. a little different, you know, she's still in her prime and, and, but yeah, hopefully she's, she's kind of back to full hundred percent go. All right. That's your event of the week. The U S women's open. We'll be watching that closely. Uh, uh and have plenty on the USA network, the cock and elsewhere. And we'll have more to say about that on Friday. Um, all right, continuing on with your schedule for the week on the Champion Story of the Principal Charity Classic, which I know you're keen to see. You know, where's that? At? Busy str- I uh, I didn't look it up. I think that's Alker playing. I mean, I assume so. He's got Schwab Cup to win now. He can't, you know. He's got to keep the foot down. That's Wakanda Golf Course. That's what I thought. That, that's out in the heartland. Wakanda oh, yeah. Golf Course. Yeah. So we're um, gonna do a restoration. That's big news restoration that's all the rage these days restoration renovation maybe historical renovation historical renovation we have the rex hospital open on the kft in the raleigh area who's rex the... that's what i, I swear we talked about this last year i don't know one of my favorite and this would be something i like dumb little things the old gym room like the old school gym room had a guest named Rex on and they called it the Rex streak for like 10, 12 straight days in a row. And they didn't know they were doing it until like day three or four. And then they had to go find someone named Rex every day uh, to interview. I think Rex Hoggard was, a, was the subject of that. The Rex streak on the old gym room 20 years ago. Uh, the Porsche European open is on we the could DP easily do a Cameron streak. We could, you know, I was watching this Cameron Sisk take down uh, who was it the, the Oklahoma his was the pivotal match they knocked out Oklahoma I was like hey he was born for greatness with that first name he's gonna ascend right into the Cameron zone from Arizona State um the Porsche European Open on the uh, Euro Tour and then we have the match are you watching the match between Allen and Mahomes versus Brady and Rogers I think that's at 6 30 p.m eastern time I have I'm not what familiar with how this is gonna go where is it is it the win it's in Vegas. Yeah, one of those. I'm not sure. I don't know. I think it's win. Probably not. I mean, if it if it's if it's well, on Wednesday and night. I got nothing else going on, yeah, but probably not. Are you? No, probably not at all. I and you know, it just doesn't. Is it is it for us that. though? No, that's the other thing. I mean, it probably well, do monster. Lift golf do, would disagree very popular or was that was that the pgl what it's for all of us who We're owns by golf? All, we all yeah i mean it'd be another keen look into fox spending you know half a billion dollars on tom brady as a commentator if he's just you know has a mic on him and is a dial tone and awkward again but is barkley involved i would imagine i think it's still that same whole group you know capital one and tnt and all that BA? brian anderson could be, could be him. I'm I'm not sure. I haven't <clears throat> honestly looked into it that much. So it'd be All actually right. pretty comical if they had Faldo um, announcing it. 
talking football. What what did he say in that one? Uh, what was the oh, slip he, up in the tournament with? Was it a football player? I want to say he has a lot of. He tries to go for some cross sport comps a fair amount, and and kind of falls on him flat. So, um, all right, that does it. Do we have a live list as of this recording? Fifty one minutes. Should we stall? Do you want me to filibuster? I mean, news. We have you know National Golf Links got a Curtis Cup. We we missed that last week. You know, plenty of other stuff that's happened. Oakmont um, renovating. Yeah, Oakmont renovating. You know, got to limit those guys hitting it. You know, <laughs> fixing the cross country golf. Yeah, interesting, interesting little sort of a small story with says a lot of different things about the larger world of golf that we're entering. But all right, that does it for this uh, Wednesday slash Monday catch up show. We'll be back friday maybe we'll add a bonus live list if they ever release it maybe we'll do 20 minutes on the live list when it comes out but everyone enjoy your hump days we'll be back with you on friday